Hi. Have you finished eating your mini eggs now, yes. Gino? You sure? Yes. Hi. Hi. This, this is, is stage appropriate. appropriate with Juno. She's ten. Hey. You hey. know I stopped doing hey. that. Hey. 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 And that's okay. the whole podcast. And it's me, Katie. I'm her mum. Yes. Your mum. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That was like a. We need to finish this introduction. Right. Today, well, this is a big one. This is unexpected. I didn't know we were going to be recording this episode today. And then Juno suddenly yesterday was like, let's do it. Let's, let's pull the trigger. Uh, which is actually quite a good metaphor to use for this particular oh, yeah. show. So, Juno, because you're a crazy child, what are we talking about today? Hamilton, Hamilton. See, that is actually a song. Yeah. Hamilton, yeah. Hamilton. No, it's <laughs> just the best song. Hamilton, Hamilton. Doesn't Hamilton, actually go Hamilton, Hamilton. Hamilton, Hamilton. Just you okay, fine, does. maybe it does. Anyway, we're talking about Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. One of the greatest musicals of all time. Mm-hmm. Isn't even in Juno's top five. It is That's five. the life of privilege she lives. She thinks you. she's seen five things better than Hamilton. If it is in the top five, you've Four only put it there because I had a go at you about it. Yeah. That's, she's like, yeah, rude. that's true. Not um, the Hamilton is my second favourite musical. Facts. Yes. I love it. And you yelled at me because I didn't I did. have it in my I was top highly. I was, it was six. I was not offended like ten. But that's just like, that's not right, is it? Anyway, right. Hamilton. Obviously, anyone listening to a podcast about musical theatre probably knows what Hamilton is. But yep. I, I, it's one of those things where you sort of get caught in an echo chamber where you just assume that everyone thinks the same things as you. Like when I was still on Twitter and I just thought everyone had like liberal left leaning views and I couldn't work out like how like the Tories won. And what? then I realised it was just because everyone I follow on Twitter like reads The Guardian. I don't, I'm not on Twitter anymore, so I don't have that problem. And I okay. have to teach the Daily Mail to A-level media study students, so I, or I know that there's uh, different views out there. Anyway, my point with this is, I just assume everyone's heard of Hamilton and knows everything about it, and then... Why do you think that? Because it's just it's <laughs> quite a massive thing in our culture, yeah. <laughs> like musical theatre fans. But I remember saying something about it to my friend, who like goes to watch musicals and she'd never even heard of it, and I was like, yeah. mate, what? That's Where have you been? Weird. And it was just that she hadn't watched Hamilton. So that was crazy. So we are we will run through the plot. <laughs> it is five. All right. Well done. My number one is on Juliet, then six, then School of Rock, then Matilda coming soon, then Hamilton, then Come From Away, then Fantastic okay, Great Women, then Frozen, then Dreamgirls, then Mary Poppins. You just said we need to wrap the introduction up. And here's you just like saying the names the of musicals. Up. Madagascar. What? No, no that's that not. wasn't good. Anyway, so Hamilton, if you're listening to this, you probably know about it. Probably even watched it, at least on Disney. If not, technology in the room where it mind. happens. Okay. What do you mean technology blows your mind? I, I, just, I, I don't know. I mean, you say technology <laughs> blows your mind whilst looking at a device that has taken literally the whole morning to charge up 60%. So I'm not I'm not really sure. Also, yeah, because Daddy's our, in Canada and took the good charge. Our sandwich toaster is just basically blown, blown up. up. <laughs> so... Technology, it literally might blow your mind yeah. in this house. Like, don't stand too close <laughs> to it. You had to put it outside. Have, I got like in a bit of a panic. Up. Yeah, I turned it off and it still kept making the noise and smoking. So I just put it outside. Like Joey Tribbiani putting little women in the freezer. Like, it can't hurt me if it's in the garden. So it's all good. Uh, anyway, Hamilton. Oh, my God. Why do we do this? So What are you doing? Should okay. I talk about the plot of Hamilton? So everyone knows, well, not everyone. People who know about musicals know about Hamilton. It's the biggest thing that's ever happened. It's been on on Broadway for 
years, like seven years or something. It's been on in the West End in London. It's been, there's at least three different touring productions going around America. I think it's on in San Francisco as well. I think that there's a production in Germany. I've just seen that it's about to open in Manila, which is in what? a bit random wait, in the wait, Philippines. You're going to work what out? Where? I just told is, you. I didn't hear. Oh my God. So it's everywhere. Hamilton. I saw it in London in February 2020, just before we went into lockdown. Juno didn't come because she was on holiday without me. It was very rude. Cheese um, flavoured ice cream. Seriously, Manila? Oh my God. Okay, should we focus? Yes. Okay. Cheese. <laughs> get like garlic flavoured ice cream what? at this restaurant in San Francisco. It's called like the Stinking Rose or something and everything there tastes of, is like garlic flavoured. I know we didn't okay. get there, it was weird. Anyway, Wait, are you going to talk about the plot? Yeah, so I saw Hamilton in February 2020, and then Juno and I have watched it many, many, many times on Disney Plus, <sighs> the um, Broadway cast, and then we went to see it together in April last year, in 2022, and then we are going to see it when it comes to Manchester on tour at the end of the year as well. So that's our, our background with Hamilton. Yeah, because I told you I'd got the tickets and you were like, oh, right. And you weren't excited. And I was really distressed because it took me like an hour of being in an online queue. It cost me about a billion pounds. And then you were just in a mood that I hadn't got tickets for the year three and four panto. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, um, no. Year threes and fours were very angry with me. Can I interest you in a Pulitzer Prize winning piece of drama? You were like, no, I want to see what's the crime, Mr. Wall. Yes. <laughs> apparently was really good. Like, yeah, okay. Apparently Hamilton's quite good. <laughs> anyway, the plot of Hamilton. I will take this because it's a bit complicated. Well, it's not really that complicated. So Hamilton is actually based on the life of Alexander Hamilton, who's one of the founding fathers of the US, United States of America. So he's one of the people who's like credited with establishing the country. And there's like a weird amount of stuff that the founding fathers did that everyone still abides by now like the US Constitution and the Bill of Rights and all that kind of stuff that people still believe in for example I was listening to one of my favourite American politics podcasts yesterday and they had this congresswoman on who seemed really cool and then as soon as they got her talking about the rights to gun ownership in America because as you know do you know uh, in America it's like really easy to get a gun why? well because the second amendment of the US Constitution is that everyone's got the right to have a gun and that's just a thing And she was really good on loads of stuff. And as soon as she started talking about guns, you could tell it was just a complete shift in the conversation. It was really weird. So even people who you think have got totally normal opinions about everything get really weird about guns. And she kept saying it's in the Constitution. It's in the Constitution. And it's a really weird thing that they're like, it's in the Constitution. But that was written, you know, more than 200 years ago at a time when you might need a gun because you'd have to go and join a militia and like fight against I don't know, some Native Americans or the British or something. And that's probably not going to happen now. So it's a bit random. Anyway, Alexander Hamilton uh, was one of the founding fathers, fought in the Revolutionary War, um, was like besties with George Washington. It wasn't besties. It wasn't besties with George Washington, but they were like friends, weren't they? Yeah, he made Uh, some friends who were in the war. Had a complicated personal life. And that's basically what the show's about. So it's based on the book of Hamilton's life by Ron Chernov, I think is how you say his name, which is like 800 pages long. I read it. There's a lot of stuff about war and a lot of like really detailed descriptions of battles, which is a little bit boring, but anyway. So the show starts, Alexander Hamilton, a bit of backstory, the fact that he was born in the Caribbean, or the Caribbean, as they say in Hamilton. And he comes over to America after sort of his whole life goes a bit wrong when he's a young person. Goes to college. Yeah, joins the war effort ends up being the right-hand man to George Washington, which ultimately, when Washington becomes president, forms a government, 
means that Hamilton is offered the post yeah. of Secretary of the Treasury. That takes us, like, the first half is all war stuff, isn't it? And Hamilton meeting Eliza Schuyler, who goes on to become his wife. That's all first half. By the time we get to the end of the first half, he is a lawyer in New York because the war's over. And then he gets asked to be part of Washington's government. And then the second half is all the political stuff. So Hamilton fell out with Thomas Jefferson, who's the third president of spoiler the United alert. States. Pardon? Spoiler alert. Well, this is history. Mother. You can't say it's a spoiler. It's Mother. stuff that happened like Mother. 200 years ago. Mother. Mother. Anyway. Seriously. Oh, what? Um, I thought we were talking about the songs. You just nipped the first song and then carried on with the plot. Oh, yeah, we were talking about done. the plot. Well, I haven't talked about the whole plot. And then there's all this stuff all the way through about jewels and like the ten jewel commandments. Because back then people used to settle their arguments rather than just you know like going online and insulting each other like normal people do now. They used to have like a little like they'd shoot each other. It was a bit random. It's got this whole etiquette to it, which is very strange. Hamilton is involved in loads of jewels for some reason because he's like quite a hard guy to get on with. I think fundamentally that's what we find out from the show. He's not for everyone. He his everything gets complicated. Second half, he has an affair, which becomes a big issue when he decides to write a pamphlet about it and publish it and weirdly enough his wife's not very pleased um, they have a son Philip who dies in a duel there's a whole suggestion that Hamilton would quite like to be president but because of all the scandals around him he's never going to be president now and then when John Adams becomes president uh, who's the second president I'm getting presidents in the wrong order now but he isn't a fan of Hamilton's either so Hamilton's like out in the cold and then by the time we, well, we've not even mentioned Aaron Burr so Aaron Burr's this figure who is sort of similar to Hamilton in terms of being in politics, similar situation of sort of having come from, well, not nothing, because I think Aaron Burr had a more sort of privileged upbringing, but sort of having to claw his way into power. And he's kind of wanted all the stuff that Hamilton's had all along and not been able to get it. And then in the end, he just shoots him. And that's the end of the show. Yes. I found a quiz about Hamilton. Have you? Yeah. Let's we do it at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm going to um, look at the question. So I've just done, the, this is a show that is like, what, three hours long or something? Two hours, 40 minutes, something like that. It's long. It's 46 songs. And it is sung through. There is no talking in it uh, that isn't well, through the medium of, of song. Well, there's rapping, yeah. All that silly rapping. That's what my mum said when she saw it. She wasn't a huge fan. Yeah, so what we're not going to do is go through it song by song because we'd be here literally forever. And, you know, Juno's got to do her piano practice. So we can't just sit here and podcast all day. I've already done my piano practice. You did one bit of piano practice and you said you were going to do yeah, more later because um, you needed the iPad or something. Some- on this quiz, so you get four options. I'm not saying we're doing it now, I'm just telling you something funny. And um, what happens if the first two are quite sensible, but then the, the last two are just weird. The first question is, what is Hamilton's first name? Andrea, Alexei, Alexander or Dave? Dave Hamilton. That would be weird. I don't think there'd be a musical about him if he was called Dave, putting it out there. And there's, How many what shows advice can you think does Aaron Alexander Hamilton? Don't run Talk with scissors. Less. Never trust a man with a beard. Or don't let the <laughs> sneaky English trick you. Or talk less, smile more. Wow. All of those are good pieces of yeah. advice, to be honest. Like any of those, <laughs> any of those could be put to song. <laughs> what does King George III sing? He'll send back as a reminder of his love. A pair of underpants. A, um, a drawing of a land crab. <laughs> or a box of Quality Streets or a Belonged Battalion. This is right, well, one of those is silly because I don't think Quality Streets had been invented. So it's obviously the land crap. <laughs> or a dry of a land crap. Anyway. We'll do the rest at the end. Yeah, yeah, great. If you um, hear me chuckling, that's So why. rather than going through the whole show song by song, we're just, if in case you can't tell, we're going to go through this in a slightly more random and chaotic way <laughs> while Juno makes that silly noise. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And 
uh, so we're just going to talk about the stuff. And basically, we love Hamilton, don't we, Juno? Mm-hmm. Love it. Not enough to like say thank you when our mum buys us really expensive tickets to go and see it again. But we love it. We love it, love it, love it. So Juno's going to talk about... Juno's going to stop looking at Am quiz I? questions on um, the internet and is going to talk through some of the stuff she loves about Hamilton. Go! Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Wait for it. So... Is that what you're saying? No. Um, Number one! <laughs> Number one! No. Okay. Hercules Mulligan jump! Are you going to explain that? I'm doing an intense face right now. It's a very intense face. I'm a bit worried that you're going to explode. <laughs> like the toasty maker. <laughs> Why are you bringing up bagels? Why are you bringing up Hercules Mulligan? Because it's in my list of favorite. What do you want to say about him? So he he does a really big jump, like across the stage. He also he always says he always says his name. He goes Hercules Mulligan. He could be friends with Regina George. But he also makes a point of saying Hercules Mulligan. Mulligan, I need need no no introduction. introduction. Hercules Mulligan, I need no introduction. Don't That's say the just next weird. Bit. I don't um, even know the next bit. And then every time he comes on stage, he introduces himself. But as we've established before, if you were called Hercules Mulligan, you absolutely would. I want to have a cat called Hercules Mulligan. So that like, if I'm calling it to come in, I've got to stand at the door and be like, Hercules Mulligan! <laughs> it would be so funny. Okay, you know? that, that's, that's fine. Is there anything else you want to say about Hercules Mulligan? Mm, no. No, nothing to do with oh, maybe yes. the casting yeah, process. Okay, so... At his audition, this is what they say. You have to say yes to all these questions, by the way. Can you sing? Yeah. Can you rap? Yeah. Did you win your year three long jump contest? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll have to ask your year three teacher about that. <laughs> I'm not sure, sure this joke has landed. But the point being, there's a bit where he comes on and does this massive leap. I think, it, is it in Guns and Ships when he comes on and does that? A tailor spying on the British government. That yeah. bit. He does like this huge leap, like from the back of the stage all the way to the front. And it's amazing. Um, and he does blah, blah. He Bra- does that. Bra- yeah. Bra- Bra- he's so cool. Uh, he's low key my favourite character. I love Hercules Mulligan. Really he's like got Thomas such Jefferson great energy. Or Lafayette. I love Lafayette. And obviously George Washington. Um, your friend made you David Diggs wrapping paper. Oh my god. <laughs> I've she written did. that down. The David Diggs wrapping yeah. paper. Was so we'll have to post good. a picture of it. Yeah. So Hercules Mulligan is. I thought one we of... weren't allowed to fully name people on this. Podcast. Well, not people who go to your school. Okay. I think um, David Diggs is already sort of like out there in the public arena. I don't think he's going to be like confidentiality, man. That's what he sounds like, obviously. Yeah. So Hercules Mulligan is one of the. There's this, this really good thing like in the whole of the first half of the show where Alexander Hamilton meets some of the other like revolutionaries. So he becomes friends with John Lawrence, who's played by Anthony Ramos in the like recording and the version that's on Disney. And Hercules Mulligan, who is played by I've I know I'm gonna say his name wrong, but I've tried I've been practicing. I think it's Okiareki Analdawan anyway, but he's absolutely sick and I love him. And then there's Lafayette, played by David Diggs, who is just a force of nature and we love him. And the four of them together, obviously Lin-Manuel Miranda playing Hamilton in the original car, who also wrote the whole thing. The four of them together, it's like, it's electric, it's amazing. You always say that exact I know. Sentence. But the four, it, it's just really good. Like that energy when they're all doing stuff together is so good. And I do think the second half slightly suffers from the fact that they're all playing different parts, apart from Hamilton, obviously, is still played yeah. by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And the others all go off and play different people and they're not together and so it is a that, yeah, that element of it that's really good in the first half is gone in the second half and that's a little bit sad but the vibes are so good I do think as well like when I've seen it in London although obviously the people that perform it are incredibly talented because it's a really hard show I think to perform you've got to have 
incredible physical fitness aside from anything else because the people in that recorded version are so incredible and the chemistry between them is so strong it's really hard not to compare anything else with that so when you see other versions of it I think because it's quite unusual we've talked about this before haven't we like you often get to listen to the original cast recording of a show but you don't usually get to then see a version of it it's not usually filmed you might just think oh that sounds a bit different because it's a different person but you don't see and obviously when the when the recording was first released on Disney, it was was it like July the fourth? I think it was, wasn't it? To coincide with American Independence Day, and it was still we were still in lockdown at that point when it came out. So there was like nothing else to do. So we did watch Hamilton like every day for about a week, and it just means that you're sort of like intimately familiar. That sounds weird, but with like you're just really really familiar with that performance. And so when you see someone else do it, you're like, oh, that's different, and it's just it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, what's next on your list, June? Yeah. Oh, I've got a written Philippa Sue because we talked about her before in other shows. So yeah. like, she's Eliza in Hamilton and we saw her in Into the Woods, you might remember. It was very As exciting, Cinderella. wasn't yeah. it? We didn't know she was going to be. That's part of the reason we booked Into the Woods, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, so we went to Mount Vernon in the holidays oh, when we went to America. jumping and... around the timeline here, man. Yes. We yeah. did. And we went, we did that partly because we're very nerdy. And like for me, a school, a, like a holiday should be as much like a school trip as possible. You, there I should like be beach holidays. Nah. So you should be learning stuff. There should be like you. a trail that you can go on and like gain knowledge at any point. And we did. We, when we were in DC, we got on the boat down the Potomac River down to Mount Vernon. The what? The river. Um, it's called the Potomac. During the show, George Washington, who we'll talk about, obviously. He mentions his home, Mount Vernon. And there's this whole thing about when he's president, about how he just wants to go home to Mount Vernon. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And then you go there and you're like, oh, I totally see why you just wanted to hang out here. It's really nice. It's really yeah. peaceful. And see, I don't know what I this has got to ma- do with Philippa Sue. Mixed up- no, I changed oh, okay. the subject. I get that confused with um, the Palace of Versailles now. Because uh, we also went there yeah. last year. Two quite different things. But- but it, I just get them mixed up. Oh. I'm like, oh yeah, and Marie Antoinette lived with George Washington. Marie Antoinette did not live with George Washington. You don't know that. That's, I'm fairly confident she didn't, because there was a whole thing like when Marie Antoinette and Louis the Sixteenth had been like deposed as king and queen. There was a whole suggestion that they could flee to America, but it never happened. My, I wanted to say the thing about when we were at Mount Vernon, we did learn a very funny thing, which is that when George Washington retired, he still had people just like turn up at his house for a visit all the time. And it used to really annoy him. And there was a particular visitor that used to come all the time and actually had his own room, which is now named after him. Can you remember who that was? It was Lafayette. So there was this whole thing about how the Marquis de Lafayette loved George Washington so much and like saw him as a father figure that he just used to like turn up at Mount Vernon and be like, I apologise to all French people who might be listening to this. So yeah, so that was really that funny. In French, all of it. Bonjour, mon ami, je suis ici. I know Est-ce you're here. Ma chambre est prête. Ha! In your face, man. I didn't say so you couldn't. I was asking if you actually could. Shall we return to So Philippa Sue plays Eliza Schuyler later, Hamilton. And then there's Rennie Elise Goldsbury who plays Angelica, who is another Schuyler sister. And both of them, when they turn up in anything else now, I'm super excited. Like Renee Lee Goldsbury is in that Girls 5 ever that I really like. And she's hilarious in that. And she was in that Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist thing and sung, which was very exciting. Because I just think like there was a pro- Philippa Sue was in this programme called, what was it? Was she in Dope Sick? Yeah. How do you know? Because I was about to say, oh, she was in Dope Sick. And, and like, she didn't sing. And every time she appeared, I was just expecting her to sing a song. 
and she didn't. And the two of them are in Tick, Tick, Boom, aren't they? In that scene where there's like Broadway royalty in the diner and they sing that song about Sunday and it's really, really cool. Anyway, we are jumping about all over the place here. Can we talk about Jonathan Groff? Sure. So Jonathan Groff plays King George. He's also, I think, certainly among like the principal characters, King George is usually the only sort of white actor because obviously it's colourblind casting in Hamilton. Oh, um, you might know Jonathan Groff from playing Christoph. You might know Jonathan Groff from playing Christoph in Frozen. Yeah, and he's the king and he's really, really funny and there's this like ongoing joke about how much he spits and in the pro shoot you can obviously see it because there's loads of close-ups of him. <laughs> Uh, so King George is, is of quite a comedy character, isn't he? He's like played for laughs. He turns up three times in the whole show, just basically sings the same song three Box times, but with different words and gets increasingly angry about obviously the Americans wanting yeah. to split from Britain. And then he's just like rude about John Adams. <laughs> it's just... John and then by the end, uh, the king is just sat there like dancing. Yeah. And Never he was be president waving, now. Uh, well, yeah. sorry, he was waving a British flag or something. And obviously the rest of the cast didn't know because they were just laughing at it while Aaron it was Burr, a serious the guy Aaron Burr actually had to stop for a second, didn't he? Because he was laughing so much yeah, at cause there's a bit, the king. He's like, they will tear each other into pieces. And then he's like, this is going to be great. And then he's like, da-da-da-da-da. And then he goes, ah! And then he's like, John Adams, good John luck. Adams. And then he just sits down and starts dancing at the side of the stage. Yeah. He's like, it's also a song that is really popular in venues where the waiting staff sing like songs for musicals. Because the hey. guy at the Stardust, Juno's you know, showing her Stardust Diner t-shirt now. Yeah. At the Stardust Diner in New York, the guy sang it. And then when we went to the musical, no, sorry, what's it called? The Theatre Cafe Diner in London. Theatre Diner Cafe. Theatre Cafe Diner. Theatre Cafe Diner. Recommend. A guy sang it there as well. So it's obviously like if you're a man who sings musical songs. Oh, you waiter sang it at that. Stardust Diner. Yeah, he did. It was really cool. He was Love the Stardust Diner. Shout out to the Stardust Diner. It's the best give, place. If you know someone from the Stardust Diner, tell us. Yeah, give us, give, give, uh, give tell us, give, give, tell us. That made tell no sense. To to right, podcast. do you know what's next? Next is how childish um, Thomas Jefferson and Hamilton are. Because yeah. so there's this whole thing about how Thomas Jefferson was the ambassador to France and he's come back, he's missed like the whole war, so he was very unhelpful. Yeah. And then um, isn't King George starting a war with France? And isn't he? Yeah. I think so. And so it was usually so true, like the English and the French were always at war back then. Thomas Jefferson. So he avoids the war in America, then leaves France before they start the war. I'm doing some like stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't um, like to get his hands dirty. No. And so he was friends with Lafayette in France. And it's really funny because there's something about Hamilton being like, before he was your friend, he was mine. It's really funny. Yeah, it is funny. Both characters, Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, played by David Diggs. So there's a lot of doubling up of roles, isn't there, in Hamilton, which is another thing that's quite cool. Because obviously it goes over like a really long span of time, historically. And so people sort of come in and out of Hamilton's life. So you get a lot of people who double up on their parts, some to quite comedic effects, like the guy who has to play John Lawrence in the first half and then like a nine-year-old in the second half. That's quite funny. Isn't that just turning nine? Yeah. Because he does this. My name is Philip. I am a poet. I wrote this poem just to show it. And I just turned nine. There we you go. You can write rhymes, but you can't write mine. What? It took a while to get there, didn't it? Yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to find the lyrics. So yeah, Thomas Jefferson... Very funny and very antagonistic. Like he really hates Hamilton. Yeah. And so what you get in the in the first half, like Aaron Burr is always sort of hanging around 
and he's a bit of an adversary to Hamilton, but sort of not so much because the main person who they're like rivals for is George Washington, and George Washington just isn't bothered about Aaron Burr, is he? Mm. So I think Aaron, I think they've both got a bit of a daddy complex about George Washington. If we're going to psychoanalyze it, and it's Hamilton that comes out on top in that, and Burr sort of never quite gets over that. And then in the second half, you've still got Hamilton and Burr not getting on with each other. And then there's also Jefferson, who for the first part of the second half is the Secretary of State. And then he becomes the vice president to John Adams. And then later on is running for president against Aaron Burr. So it all kind of comes full circle. And it's complicated, isn't it? Like the pol- I remember when I read the biography, the politics of it all is so complicated. Like, how is it that Hamilton's got the deciding vote? How is that democratic? And how and it was a tie. It's a tie. It's and a tie. And how did Thomas Jefferson win by a landslide then? It's I don't know. It's so confusing. Right? Can I do the thing now? What thing? The um, daddy, daddy, look. My name is Philip. If you I'm if you poet. want. Hey, my name is Philip. I am a poet. I wrote this poem just to show it. And I just turned nine. You can write rhymes, but you can't write mine. I practice French and piano with my mother. I have a sister, but I want a little brother. My daddy's trying to start America's bank. Under Twacat Sack! And then he runs away. He's Gino like, yeah. looked so proud of herself when she was doing that little rack. And then he ran away. He's like, yeah! It was very adorable. Hey. Congratulations. I am adorable. But I've just thought of something interesting. Shall I tell you what it is? So in the first half, as we've talked about, you've got that sort of group, Hamilton and Mulligan and Lafayette and Lawrence, who are all like a crew. They have a whole kind of stag do vibe going on. They're like total bros but like not in an objectionable way. Although they are a bit sleazy, like at the start of the Skylar sisters, when they're like, hey, hey, about which one they're going to marry. Okay, fine, helpless. At the end of a winter's ball. And that's a bit sleazy. But then in the second half, you've got a different thing, haven't you? Because you've got James Madison and Thomas Jefferson and Aaron Burr sort of teaming up against Hamilton. Like when they sing about ne- you're never going to be president now and like when they confront never him about they think he's now. up to like corrupt stuff and it's actually that he's been paying off the husband of the woman who he's had an affair with but they think it's something dodgy in terms of politics so it's interesting isn't it that dynamic like you've still got like a strong group of friends well not friends really because they're not even friends but are you but like a sort of solidarity <laughs> thing going on in the second half but solidarity, at that solidarity. point it's against solidarity. Hamilton <laughs> rather than in his favour I'm going to talk about some of the songs that I really like. Okay, then can I do this quiz? If you want, at the end. <laughs> so, funny. so we start off with the song Alexander Hamilton, and that's where you get a lot of introduction, a lot of characters come on, and they sing a line, and they tell you about his biography. It's one of, there's a lot of songs in Hamilton where it's really satisfying to know all the words, and you feel like shop. a real sense of achievement when you know them all. So it's a really good start. Also, something I really like about Hamilton is that most of the songs end with a doom. Uh, which is very powerful and is one of my favourite things in musicals. Then there's Aaron Bursa and My Shot <laughs> leading, like, leading straight from one into the other. And My Shot is obviously, it's like, it's the iconic song, isn't it, from Hamilton? Like we watched that National Lottery musicals programme, whatever it was last night. And My Shot was the song that they performed, wasn't it? It's just, there's a lot of songs in Hamilton that create just like really, really strong energy and you feel really like, engaged and it's it is like the revolutionary songs in Les Mis and you do you kind of it's quite a weird show to watch as a British person because they're all like let's not speak to British people anymore and you're like oh sorry guys okay and then the king is there and he's a bit of a crazy but he actually is he he did lose his mind later on in life didn't he 
He's not a great representative for all of us when he's like, I'll kill your friends and family to remind you of my love. So yes, there's a lot of the songs where at the end you feel sort of hyped up and like you want to go and join a revolution too. And some of those songs in particular in the first half for me are Guns and Ships and The Battle of Yorktown. I absolutely flipping love Guns and Ships because you get some great, great rapping from on the original soundtrack. David Diggs on that one. I'm taking this horse by the reins. I just got it wrong. <laughs> That's embarrassing. I'm taking this horse by the reins, being red gods, red with blood. Said, and it's so quick. And he says the thing about no one has more resilience or matches my practical tactical brilliance. And it's just everything about it is so good. And then you get Battle of Yorktown, which is where they actually defeat the British. So that's all kind of done with before the end of the first half. By which point we've gone over what? 13 years? 12 years or something? No. What's the year at the start of Battle of Yorktown? I'm pretty sure it's 1789. 1789. And see, no, that's... That's when Jefferson that's, what, comes back, isn't it? 1781. Is it? I'll check. I'm really enjoying you dropping your T's here, you know. I'm proud. Anyway. Yeah, it's 1781. 1781, right. So the whole of the first half's gone over five years, but obviously with a lot of backstory for Hamilton as well. Then comes back eight years later. And then at the end of Battle of Yorktown, <laughs> the like central figures, who we've talked about a lot, all stand up on chairs and go, we won, we, we won, won, we won. And there's a lot of like, jumping off tables, real kind of abusive furniture in this show, which some people might find upsetting if you're like a fan of furniture. Oh, I have a song that I want to talk about that happens at the end. At the end of the whole show. Well, let's talk about second half stuff. <sighs> my favourite song in the second half and maybe my favourite song in the whole show is One Last Time which is the song that oh my god right do you know I said earlier you listen to this song all the time you always put it on I, I can't remember the really last time we heard this well. song yeah I do sing it really loud because I love it and if I was going to be in Hamilton because I'm hoping one day they might do like a, a kind of gender blind when we were version. in a when we were on a car journey I couldn't stand to listen to it and I just like hid it and then I put it back on after the journey oh my god that's evil Anyway, I would want to be That's, George Washington so that I could sing one last time because I love it. And Christopher Jackson plays George Washington in the like recorded version and I am obsessed with him. And when we went to Mount Vernon, there was this really good bit where you get to do like an interactive thing of like you're George Washington and you have all these people advising you and what decision are you going to make? I think, is it about getting involved in the war between yeah, England and I France? Think so. And the person who stands, who introduces it on screen is Christopher Jackson. And Who's the I dad from Moana? Was so, also the dad from Moana. I'm also like drives an ice cream truck or something in, in Heights. And it's very exciting. And I just, I love him. I think he is, uh, he's very charismatic. And I think he's perfect in that role. I really love him. So one last time is great. So that's when George Washington's deciding he's not going to be president anymore because when Daddy George Washington president was now. president, there wasn't like a rule. Like Scott. now you can only serve two terms as president, which is why. Obviously, everyone only does that or not even that in some cases. It wasn't like in the Constitution, though, until I think like the 1940s, because FDR, um, Franklin Roosevelt, he actually was elected four times, but he died early on in his fourth term. But then after that, they did put in place an amendment to the Constitution that was like, you can only serve two terms. And I think it's because of that, of the fact that that's what George Washington did. So up until that point, no one had changed it. So he's really like the founding father in a lot of different ways. George Washington himself, not, I think, as great a guy as he's presented in the show. Same with Hamilton, certainly he, Jefferson. He had All of them had slaves. And so there's, like, there's a weird bit in the show where Jefferson, when he's singing um, What Did I Miss?, and he says, Sally, be a lamb, won't you, darling, and open it about his letter. And Sally was the name of the woman who was his slave. Like, he owned her, but he also had loads of children with her, which is obviously a really troubling power dynamic because he was literally her owner. So did she have a choice? Anyway, it's a whole thing. And the show does kind of ignore that whole thing, doesn't it? The only mention of slavery 
is right at the very end when Eliza says, like, I fought against slavery. You would have done so much more if you only had time. Probably so wouldn't have. There does seem, well, yeah, there does seem to be this succession at the <sighs> yeah, end that, oh, if sure. only Hamilton hadn't got himself killed in an unnecessary duel, he would have ended slavery. And you're like, would he though? Because he did buy and sell slaves. So it seems like he was kind of propping up the system as opposed to doing anything to stop it. And obviously, advertisement. George Washington's legacy is very much sort of in amongst all of the slavery stuff. He had loads of slaves didn't free them when he died. I think he put in his will that they'd be freed when his wife died. I think that's right. There's a lot of questionable stuff about his teeth because there was a rumour that he had hippo teeth. But actually, I think I've read somewhere else that he, like the teeth of his slaves were extracted and he had them as false teeth, which is all like really troubling. And I know there's a lot of argument that like you can't judge people by the like the morals of today because that's like just what people did. I don't necessarily agree with that. It's all very uncomfortable. And some people have said, obviously there's like really great things about the colorblind casting in the show because obviously it gives opportunities to a lot of people who otherwise aren't going to get their chance in shows that are sort of very traditionally white, I guess. But then there's also an argument that by having the casting that way, it sort of, it like erases ideas about slavery and prejudice and all of that stuff. So it's complicated. I think that's, it's amazing to get to go and see a show with such a diverse cast. It's, it's brilliant. It's not a thing that you're going to look at and be like, well, I don't agree with this. And if you are, then you just like, just don't go and watch Hamilton. But I think it's interesting that it raises those questions because obviously this is all stuff that is still argued about and discussed now in terms of the legacy of all that. So mm-hmm. I think it's, like, I love, obviously I love history. I love American history. And that's one of the reasons that I really, really love this show. Yeah. So we got onto that just from talking about one last time, didn't we? Hamilton is a classic musical in the sense that the first half is really upbeat. And then in the second half, people die and it's really sad because there's quite a lot of stuff in the second half that's really distressing, isn't there? Mm. Obviously, John Lawrence dies, we hear. Like, uh, Hamilton gets a letter to say that Lawrence has died. which is really sad. Which is sad. Is that in the second half or is it in the first half? Is it? And obviously his son dies... Philip in a again a pointless duel his son dies because someone insulted his dad it is the first half because isn't Isn't there the story of tonight or something yeah well anyway so the sort of the show becomes sadder as it goes on obviously at the end Hamilton himself dies it's not a spoiler like did you think he was still alive now and it is really downbeat isn't it and obviously Eliza in the second so we're in the first half where you've got all these like fighting songs and it's very exciting and rousing I keep using that word in the second Rouse. half, you get stuff like Eliza singing Burn because she's had her heart broken by Hamilton because he's had this affair and then he's told the whole world about it and it's humiliating for her. And you get It's Quiet Uptown, which is a really, really sad song. So that's the song that happens after, after his son duel. dies and they're both absolutely devastated by it. And it's just, it is really sad. I think it is quite hard to sympathise yeah. with Hamilton on a lot of levels. And I'm not sure, I think the show does want us to sympathise with him to an extent, but I think we are also supposed to see him as like a really flawed person. Quiet yeah. Uptown, really, really sad. And Eliza, obviously at this point, is still mad at Hamilton because of the whole affair thing. And then there's this bit at the end of the song where he's like crying and crying. He's super, super sad. And he kind of looks to her and she takes his hand, doesn't she? And it's really, really, it's really sweet. It's like a moment where you can see that she's going to try and forgive him. They're going to try and move on. And you wanted to say something about the last song, didn't you? Well, it's not the last Oh. It's this song called The World Was Wide Enough, which is after Burr kills Hamilton. So Burr and Hamilton have this duel at the end and it's because of Hamilton having ultimately endorsed Jefferson in the election. Is it the election of 1800 or is it the one after that? The election Um, of 1800. And that's how Burr ends up not being president and that's been his dream all along. And he holds Hamilton personally responsible for this. So he challenges him to this duel 
And this really, there's this really stupid bit where Eliza comes downstairs and she's like, oh, Alexander, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I've got a meeting at 4am. <laughs> you just think her question would dawn. be... What sort of meeting's that? Like, that's a weird time to meet. I think she knows. Do you think she does and she just doesn't like, get involved? I'm just not going to try and stop anymore. I'm just... I don't... Do you know what? Mind. I disagree because I think she would. I feel like she would say to him, what are you even doing? Idiot. I've only just forgiven you for getting our son killed. Are you being serious? Anyway. But what I was talking about is in the world, the world was wide enough is after... It literally comes right after he shot yeah. Hamilton and he's like... Oh, dang it. The world was wide enough for both of us. Yeah, it's like he has to kill Hamilton to realise, <sighs> oh, wait, we could have just worked. Like, this is a really big country. We could have just lived in different cities. Well, like, dang it. We didn't have to just follow each other around and, like, work together for years. We could have just ignored each other. Yeah, exactly. It's really stupid. It is, again, it's childish, isn't it? <laughs> I think maybe that's the thing that the show's telling us, is just, like, how childish boys can be. <laughs> this quiz is really funny. Because there's the whole thing of Jefferson and Hamilton and then the whole thing of Hamilton and Burt and then Philip Schuyler and George Eaker, who's the guy who insults... Hamilton, it's just, it's all stupid stuff, isn't it? People die for stupid reasons in the show. Like, some people die for sensible reasons and some of them die for stupid reasons. It's annoying. Right, June, it's absolutely desperate to do this quiz. On you, it's funny. So, what is Hamilton's first name? Andrea... Alexander. You didn't let me get to Dave. Why do I don't know the okay. answer. What was the... You have to listen to this, though. What was the real-life Hamilton famous for? Inventing electricity, helping found the USA, freeing the slaves or being a pop star? The second one. Oh, yeah, fine. Okay. Who played Alexander Hamilton on the first? Lin-Manuel um, Miranda. Yeah, that... These are silly questions. Then, how many things hasn't Alexander done yet? Five, a million. Twelve, a thousand or a million. Who are Hamilton the Americans fighting against? That one's not got any funny The answers. British. Yeah. And what advice does Aaron Burr give Alexander Hamilton? Talk less, smile um, more. Talk less, smile more. Don't let the sneaky English trick this, you. This Don't quiz is insulting to my intelligence. Or never trust a man with a beard. All true. <laughs> okay. What does King George III say? Well, he'll, he'll send back as a reminder of his love. A, a box of quality street, You've a pair of underpants, a drawing of a, a land crab, or a full-armed battalion. A full-armed battalion. Yeah. Do you need to ask questions you've already asked They're me? Um, which is not a song from Hamilton. Farmer refuted. You'll be back. Guns and ships. Historifico. What? <laughs> Historifico. Historifico is not a song in Hamilton. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, why did Thomas Jefferson go to France? To help them fight the British, to go on holiday, to meet his long lost French cousin Barry, or to learn how to make stinky cheese? Well, I don't think it's actually exactly. any of them. It's because he was the ambassador. It's meant to be to help fight the British. Though, yeah, I, I don't... I would dispute that. <laughs> what does the, the Marquis de Lafayette shout at the end of the song Yorktown? Freedom for America, freedom for France. Jenga, stop <laughs> telling me what to do. Oh, my grandpa's hammer, you shall be avenged. That one. This is definitely the last one. No. Um, what? Theodosia is Aaron Burr's hamster, Dear daughter, Theodosia. mother or sister. Well, it's his mother and his wife. Boom. Because his daughter's named... I'm daughter, daughter and wife. His daughter's named after his well, wife. wife isn't on there, so it must be well, daughter. Well, it's daughter, but also wife. Hey, jeez. Who becomes the American president after George Washington? John, John Adams, Adams. Hamilton. Donald Trump John or Ed Balls? Adams. Fill in the blank. The Rambutan pamphlet. The Rotten Reynolds. The pamphlet. Reynolds the Reynolds pamphlet. pamphlet. Or the Ryan Giggs pamphlet. It's, it's the Reynolds pamphlet. <laughs> You're boring. This quiz what is silly. 
Wait, no, that's not. Okay. Alexander Hamilton's face is on a US banknote. Which one? The $1 bill, the $10 bill, the $100 bill, or the $42.7 bill? I believe he is the $10 founding father without a father. 17 out of 17. Thank you. You can actually, I really enjoy something about these musicals like Six and Hamilton that you can actually just learn a lot of historical facts. Like you in particular have got a weird amount of knowledge about like the American Revolutionary War. I have that book that says Examilton, isn't it? Yeah, but I think we've done enough quizzing. Yeah. What better way to learn history than through musical theatre? It's very special. Right, I've got a couple of other, I've got some any other business. Okay. Right, my first one is, and I know you think this as well. When Hamilton says, damn, it's getting dark, so let me spell out my name. <laughs> I thought it used to be, it's getting cold, so let me spell out my name. And, and he was A-L-E-X-A-L-D. I have spelled out my name many, many times and it's never made the lights come on. Okay. So I'm not really sure what that's about. It's a silly, it's a bit of a silly line, isn't it? It doesn't make sense. Also, right, why is John Adams not in it? That's something I find a bit weird. So, like, they just skip out John Adams. Does Lin-Manuel Miranda just not think John Adams is very interesting? Maybe that's know. it. John Adams' wife is interesting. Also, wives. Like, where's Martha Washington in all of this? Why is she not there? And Dolly Madison. James Madison's wife was, like, amazing. She was, like, hosted loads of really cool parties and she was really fun and everybody loved her. So I feel like Dolly Madison should feature. Something I like once the actor stops playing Hercules Mulligan, who just disappears in the second half, which is really disappointing. And then he plays James Madison. And James Madison, I think, historically was always ill. And so in the show, he's always, like, coughing. And Hamilton yeah. says something to me about Madison you're in worse shape than the national debt is in so there's all these little details of like historical accuracy that are funny and then there's one which according to the Ron Chernoff book is massively inaccurate which is when Aaron Burr says people will tell you I'm a terrible shot not true apparently Burr was a crack shot and so that's just yeah. really weird like obviously he's he gonna just being like, oh. obviously he's gonna kill Hamilton that's just what's gonna happen we watched this documentary about it once where Lin-Manuel Miranda went through like a lot of the references. So like we, I historically don't listen to a lot of hip hop. It's not really my genre. But I think if you are a fan of hip hop and also a fan of musicals, a Venn diagram with just a massive gap in the middle. There's loads of references in the show that you would like recognise as being from hip hop. The main reference that I like, which I didn't even notice until we went to see South Pacific last year, is when Burr says you've got to be carefully taught. And that is a song in South Pacific. Yeah. That is about how... You need to like overcome your own prejudices. Like you can't just say, oh, it's okay because everyone's racist. So it's fine. And this is what I've been taught. Like it's the fact that you've got to overcome those prejudices. And so I think it's interesting mm. that uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda references that. I feel like that's all the sort of really specific stuff that I wanted to talk about with Hamilton. Oh, the <laughs> I've written shot class. <laughs> so I, I think, as I've mentioned before, weirdly, because I don't drink really at all and I definitely don't drink shots, I've got a collection of musical theatre shot glasses because they're just a cool little souvenir. And it started with my Hamilton one and I was mainly really excited <laughs> because what does it say on it, Juno? I'm not throwing away my shot. Genius! It's the best thing ever. And I was very, very excited to have that. It's a, a magical little object. I've also got a little figure of Thomas Jefferson that I think Daddy had. I don't know if he had it made or just found it somewhere. No, he like requested it. Did he? Yeah. That's cool. I think it was like something someone had made and it was kind of like a one-off. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that would be good. It is a cool thing. I When I opened it, I did think to start off with that it was Prince. (laughs) Because he's wearing purple and he looks a bit like Prince. 
So that was quite funny. But obviously these are completely different people. Do you know what the we mentioned the song at the end? What's it called? Who lives, who dies, who tells your story. story. It's really sad. And it's such a downbeat ending to the show. And, and there's no encore And then there's anything. no encore. So You're when I like, went to see it for the oh. first time, they sang Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story. And it's really sad. And it ends with Eliza saying, like, I can't wait to see you again. It's only a matter of time. And then she lived like she 50 the years after yeah, She died. lives another 50 years. It's true. Which is amazing, actually. She lived to be like 90 or something, didn't she? Which at that time is insane, especially because she had loads of children. Like the number one way for a woman to die in that period would be to give birth. And she just kept doing it. She gave <laughs> birth like seven times or something. Yeah. Because actually Philip, the son died. And then the next baby that came along was called Philip, which... Yeah. I always thought it was like because there were only seven names then obviously and yeah they don't come back on for an encore and I was really confused so the first time I saw it with my friend Laurel I was really co- she was like oh should we go I was like no I think they're going to come back on and sing Alexander Hamilton again she was like I don't think they are like they've turned the lights on people are leaving and I was like that's so and it was it's a really weird, weird ending isn't it yeah because I suppose the second half has been kind of winding down to that. And I guess you could argue in some ways that it's almost like a sort of Shakespearean tragedy with Hamilton as the tragic hero who is ultimately kind of partly responsible for his own demise because he's just, because of hubris, because of excessive pride, he thinks that mm. it can't possibly happen to him. So yeah, it is really sad. And it's, it always really gets me actually, like when I, I say always, I've seen it at the theatre twice. <laughs> but when I do, Show like up. that, it's Eliza at the end and when she talks about like everything that she's done and she's pretty amazing isn't she i feel yeah, like she's someone she's who really i want to good, know more about yeah. like she was obviously a really she opened the first private orphanage in new york yeah she did obviously like i would guess in part because of alexander hamilton having yeah. been an orphan yeah and she wanted I never to thought of sort that. of help orphans in that respect yeah nice. so she did loads of incredible stuff and at the end she does that gasp doesn't she and there's a lot of <gasps> sort of speculation about what is it like is this her moment of death when she's finally going to be reunited with him I the first time I saw it, I was I thought it was weird. I was like, has she just noticed that there's like a thousand people watching this? And she's like, <gasps> I thought this is your dress rehearsal. It was really weird. So yeah, so that's our rambling assessment of Hamilton, which obviously is a show that we continue to be really, really excited about. Well, I am anyway. I'm angry now. Why? I just did a quiz and it was who's your best friend from Hamilton, and it said Lafayette, but there was a picture of Thomas Jefferson next to it. Oh, that's come just... on internet plus the quiz is only like five questions okay well that's sad thank you for doing a quiz while we record this podcast you know it's good to know that we've got your full undivided attention that i think makes everyone listening on their behalf i would like to say thank you you are not cool as a cucumber (laughs) that is a lie you're rude you're not cool you're cool as a malfunctioning toasty press (laughs) you're a robot dormouse God, not this again. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. If you have seen Hamilton, we'd love to know what you think. We would. Please we would. comment. Yeah. Yeah. And just, if just, you yeah. haven't seen, like the tickets, this is the thing, right? Tickets for Hamilton in London are really, really expensive. The first time I saw it, we got the cheapest tickets, which the were £37.50. And they were up in the top circle all the way over on the end. And they were fine. It was before I became a seat snob, thanks to Juno. And then when Juno and I went to see it, <laughs> We had some considerably more expensive tickets in like the second or third row of the. And there were people the sitting in the front circle. row of the dress circle with their expensive fans. And, yeah. yeah. And, and I was amused because I went to get you a booster seat. And when I went for it, the person giving them out went, Is it for a child? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, it's not for me, is it? I was like, what are you trying to say? I'm a normal sized grown yeah, up. But yeah, if you've had any experiences like oh, okay. that. With, with booster seats. Yeah. Or just generally. <laughs> 
So yeah, so what I'm saying about ticket prices is it is very expensive. So like if you're thinking, um, I want to see Hamilton, but I'm not sure. You do have to be aware that it is an expensive show. Like they yeah. are some of the more expensive it is tickets. Really good. It is incredible though. Like with the like when I've got the tickets for seeing it in Manchester, again, still very, very expensive and mm. more than I'd pay, more than I've ever paid for anything that we've seen in our local theatre. So Manchester's not like close, close, but obviously it's closer than London. Yeah. That is the one thing that I think you have to be aware of with Hamilton. But of all the things you could possibly see, it's amazing. it is the one that's most worth it. And like as a spectacle, the choreography is incredible. It's one of those shows where you can like you can look at any bit of the stage most of the time and there's something exciting happening. There are the set's wheels. really, really cool and it's very dynamic. There's like an ensemble who do a lot of like movement. Oh, we've <laughs> not really talked about the Angel of Death. Oh yeah. So Ariana DuBose, who you might be aware of because she won a best supporting actor actress oscar for west side story and obviously now it's just like a big big deal she's in the original i don't know if she's original broadway cast but she's in the recorded version playing this character who's known as the angel of death like she carries the bullet during the duel it's Mm -hmm. clever and there's a bit where she like shakes hands with john lawrence oh yeah and because at the start right at the beginning George Washington's guards kill her. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, As a I spy. noticed this stuff. Yeah, I think we only noticed it after we read it somewhere, to be fair. No, I noticed oh, that she you know was noticed. There. But yeah, so like, in terms uh... of thinking, oh, I don't know, this show's really expensive, maybe I'll just go and see Mamma Mia again. Go. Just go, like, you know, it's we recognise the privilege involved in saying this. <sighs> we it do is... know someone who doesn't like Hamilton. Well, it's not that they don't like it, it's just that... Yeah, but I think that's another thing. Like, it's the obviously Wait. it's very like specifically. But we're trying to finish. Like we are. It's obviously the music is like hip hop, and that like I wouldn't listen to hip hop outside of Hamilton. And so some people aren't a massive fan of that style of music, and that's totally fine. And actually, producer Matt, or as he's also known, Daddy. Did you know? Daddy. Hello. Oh, okay. He hasn't watched Hamilton yes, Daddy. in any context <laughs> because... He says he won't because there's too many costumes. Yeah, and we did try and point out to him that all the police dramas that he loves are not documentaries about people Real actually police. doing police work. But I don't, I don't even know. The coats in Hamilton are amazing. They're like, I'm yeah. going to say this is my last point. Those jackets, very swish. In the first half when they've got those nice blue jackets when they're in the war. Love yes. me one of those. <laughs> they're very cool. Yeah. What are you pointing at? I'm saying we're done. Oh, we are pretty much yes. done. Yeah, we already did ask for comments, didn't we? Yeah. So anyway, comments that's the end of our now. Hamilton episode. We Speech just underscore appropriate. We couldn't Boom. organise our thoughts any better than that because we just loved it so much and, and continue to love it. And we just wanted to just bang on about it a bit really didn't we yeah so that's it that's it for our hamilton episode thank you very much for listening thank you